Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. It's not many times you get October 31st to fall on a Sunday, so I'm going to make the best of it. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. Verse number 11, uh, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, please. I am so sorry. 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. I got there and I said, that's not where we should be. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, verse 11, O ye Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you, our heart is enlarged. You're not straightened in us, but you're straightened in your bowels now for a recompense in the same. I speak as unto my children, be ye also enlarged. Verse 14, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. That's a powerful biblical principle. Do you know why? Because when you work in the dirt, The dirt doesn't get handy. Your hands get dirty. (laughs) That's why. Okay. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? That's a almost a rhetorical question because we know the answer. It doesn't. (laughs) It's not going to work. The fellowship isn't going to work. And what communion hath light with darkness? And what conquered hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? And isn't that where we're at? We can worship anything here in America but God. And for you are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. We are God's people. We should be overjoyed that he saved our soul and we don't have fellowship with darkness and unbelieving. We don't. We have a ministry to them, but it's not fellowship. This is why when you got saved, your friend or your neighbor or your family member, all of a sudden there was some fellowship that was broken. They didn't want to talk about the stuff you wanted to talk about. They didn't want to go to the places that you wanted to go. And there was some broken fellowship there. Now, that doesn't mean we isolate ourselves. It just means that that relationship is now different. It's more a ministry than anything anything else. Wherefore, verse 17, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you. There's a principle of coming out from darkness. There's a principle biblically about being separate. You may have heard the term separatists or uh, the principle of separation. It's a biblical principle that means you need to be careful who you fellowship with. And too much today is... The lines are so blurred that the the world doesn't even know who the Christians are. (laughs) Okay? 
Pagans celebrate November 1st as a day to remember the dead. The day before, which is what today is, October 31st, was the day of Halloween. All hollow, meaning all holy. Eve, or Eve, or evening, and they got the word all hollows Eve. Or all holy evening, hence Halloween. The night before November 1st, which was the day when they remembered the dead. Now, it was also noted as the day of new beginning. Pagans and Celtic Druids celebrated this as the day of new beginning. You say, well, wait a minute. I thought the spring was the day of new beginning. Well, it is. It's the, it's the day of new beginning for life, but not in the fall. To the Celtic Druids in the pagan community, it's the day of the new beginning of death. Go to Genesis chapter number 10. Genesis chapter 10. Genesis chapter number 10, verse... Number six, and the sons of Ham, Cush, and Mizraim, and Put. Anybody up for a name? That's I don't know if that'll pass, but and Canaan, the sons of Cush, Seba, Havilah, and Sabta, and Rama, and Sabtecha, and the sons of Rama, Sheba, and Dedan, and Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. Nimrod, Nimrod's wife was Semiramis. Semiramis experienced the death of her husband, Nimrod. So Nimrod dies. And she then claims that he's been resurrected as a sun god. Nimrod would now use his sun god powers to, infer, to, to fertile his wife, Semiramis, to have a, a little sun god named Tammuz. So in the spring, the pagans celebrate fertility rites. It's the new beginning of life. And it's the rebirth of Nimrod, the sun god. It's when the sun starts staying out longer. So when the seasons change, the pagans worship the creation, not the creator. In the fall, what you have is the exact opposite. You don't have the celebration of new life. You have the celebration of new death. The pagans aren't celebrating life and fertility. Instead, the sun is becoming less and less prominent. Plants are dying. The cold winter is approaching. And this is why Halloween is celebrated by pagans. Nimrod was resurrected. As the sun god in the spring. 
but he dies in the fall. And so what do you have in paganistic culture? You have this constant cycle of re-resurrection, re-death, re-resurrection, re-death. And it's constantly cycling around the season. So right now, the pagans, they are preparing for their sun god, Nimrod or Tammuz, or they go by all types of names now. They're preparing for their false sun god to go back into the underworld. But don't worry, springtime's a coming and he'll be back. That's how their celebrations go. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 18. Deuteronomy 18. Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse number 10. Deuteronomy 18, verse number 10. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire or that useth divination or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer, for all that do these things are an abomination of the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. You know what God had to tell his people? Don't learn what those other heathen nations are doing and don't do what they're doing. It's just so bad now, everybody says. God told this to the nation of Israel back in Deuteronomy before they even had TV, let alone a cell phone, let alone, you know, authors writing books on witchcraft. It was going on back then, and it's the same thing going on now. It hasn't changed. It's the same type of foolishness. And God said, thou shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire. You know why he had to say that? Because there were parents that were doing this. And you know why we have to talk the way we do? And you know why we have to teach and preach the way we do? Because there are people and there are parents that are doing these things. The time may be changing, but things really aren't that different. This celebration of death is seen in this October 31st, November 1st, day of death celebration. in uh, one way in communicating with spirits from the underworld. Some spirits create mischief and they have to be bought off so that you can be in good favor with the spirits. And that's why people would set out food, treats, treats were set out. And people feared that if they didn't appease the spirits, that those spirits would haunt them. 
And that's why they would put out food. And this is where we got trick or treat. It's also where we got costumes. They would be used for a variety of things. But one was to scare off wandering ghost spirits. So if I look like a ghost, they'll just leave me alone. They'll leave my house alone. They'll leave my family alone. Talked about Nimrod. He dies. Pagans now worship and believe that he's brought back to life by the sun. They worship the sun god. It doesn't matter. Baal, Molech, they're all different names that are in correlation to worshiping the created sun. Not the creator, but the sun. This is the root of this reincarnation doctrine. Because if you re-die enough times and if you re-resurrect enough times and that cycle continues long enough, eventually, well, you'll come back and you'll be a god. And so they continue this cycle. And it just keeps going around. A re-death, a rebirth. Oh, it's fall, re-death. Oh, he's going back to the underworld. Oh, rebirth in the spring of fertility. Oh, re-death, back to the underworld. And that's where we get this reincarnation. And Halloween celebrates this time of temporary death for their false sun god. It's the dual nature of how the sun worship works, how the sun god worship works. Uh, get two passages of scripture, get Leviticus and get Jeremiah chapter 32. Leviticus 18. And Jeremiah 32. Leviticus chapter 18 and Jeremiah chapter number 32. Leviticus 18, verse 21, and thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire to Molech, another false god. Neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. Nation had a hard time obeying God, didn't they? Jeremiah 32. Jeremiah 32, we'll see. We'll see it again. Verse number 35. Jeremiah 32. Verse 33. We'll start at. And they have turned unto me the back and not the face. Though I taught them. Rising up early and teaching them. Yet they have not hearkened to receive instruction. But they set their abominations in house. Which is called by my name to defile it. And they built the high places of Baal, false god, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire unto Molech, which I commanded them not, neither came it into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. <clears throat> People say God knows everything. God doesn't know everything. God's so powerful, he chooses to know what he wants to know. But you know what it says in this verse? God, he says, 
neither came it into my mind. I had no idea it would get this bad. That it, it wasn't even in my mind, yet it was brought to God's attention. That a nation called apart to be a separate people unto God would get involved in such wickedness. Yet there you have it, right in the book of Jeremiah. I commanded them not, neither came it into my mind that they should do this abomination. You ever say to yourself, how in the world did we get here? <laughs> you ever have a close friend or, or, or someone you knew real well and you, you oh no, how did they get so bad? How did that happen? I never thought that would happen. Sin and it hurts and it hurts deep. And the old saying, it's just going to take you farther than you ever wanted to go. And it's going to hurt more than you ever thought it would hurt. Abominations. Uh, and what, what's happening is in the Old Testament, human sacrifice was a way to appease their false gods. There's a Halloween world to celebrate. No, it, this stuff has been going on since people were on the earth. And this command had to be given by God because people were involved with it. And parents thought that their child would be better off. Because once you buy, it's easier to just I read a lot of these books on cults. I like reading them. It's been a while since I've gone through a lot of them. And I appreciate all the authors. Gleaned a lot of truth from them. It's a nicer way to say doctrine of devils is what this is. Um, and that's what cults are. Doctrines of devils. And Christians ought not get involved with it. Um. Because if you believed, if you bought into this, this sun God, this reincarnation, die, get rebirth, die again, get rebirthed again. I do that enough time, come back as a God. They told me my child is innocent and pure. If I do this early and this sacrifice and this death and this recycle and this reincarnation, do you see how if somebody buys into that garbage, how they can easily sign up for, I'm going to let my child pass through the fire. These people aren't walking around with a pitchfork. These people aren't walking around with a machete, with a mask, running around doing some type of crazy horror. These are parents that have bought into this idea of worshiping the sun, and I can have my child or my friend or my family member Come back recreated. Just like the false sun god I'm worshiping. It's complete blind deception. Go forward. Two books. This is why the God. Uh, no, go. Uh, we were in Jeremiah. Go to Ezekiel. Two books from Jeremiah forward. Ezekiel. 18. Ezekiel chapter 18. 
why it's so important that we do what we do as far as evangelistic efforts. You just don't know, and I just don't know what people are into. You just don't know how the gospel is going to affect their heart as far as what they're dealing with personally. We need to be patient with people because they're into some deep, deep seated things. We need to really be patient with them. Urge them. Now, today, urge them. Same time, patiently urge them. I guess the better way to say it. Ezekiel 8. Did I say 18 or 8? I said 18. We need to be in Ezekiel 8 unless I wrote that down. My glasses, these glasses are not as bulky as the other ones, but they bend. And it, met, and it messes my lens up. I see a one in front of the number and it's not really there. Ezekiel 8. And I think this is it. Yeah, this is it. Ezekiel 8, verse number 14. Yeah, then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north. And behold, there sat women weeping. For taboos. You know what you got? Pagan worship. Pagan idolatry. Then said he unto me. Hast thou seen this? O son of man. Turn thee yet again. And thou shalt see greater abomination than these. It keeps getting worse and worse. Verse 14. You've got a pagan ritual worship. It's deep. Not only is it deeply affected the nation. But it's deeply affecting these women. And behold, at the door of the temple, verse 16 of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were about five and twenty men with their backs toward the temple of the Lord. Total irreverence and disrespect to God. And their faces toward the east, and they worship the sun toward the east. Complete disrespect for their creator God. Ezekiel and the Holy Spirit. They got their backs toward God. And they're gladly bowing down to the sun. You know what yoga does? You know what you start off when you do yoga? They call them the sun salutation. You know what you do? You salute and you worship the sun. Where do you face? Guess where? East. These aren't innocent practices. Now, America might westernize it and try to sell some exercise videos. But you get deep into this stuff. Next thing you know, you are worshiping the false sun god. Verse 14, Nimrod. Is said to have given birth to Tammuz. Tammuz is the son of Nimrod. It's the same false sun god. Another thing to note is this. False religions. Always have a pagan trinity. It's the father. It's the mother. It's the son. It's that pattern. It's Nimrod. It's Semiramis. It's Tammuz. It's Jupiter. It's Venus. It's Cupid. We'll, we'll save that one for February of 22. But there's always a pagan trinity. 
father, mother, son. The Roman Catholics, they've got a pagan trinity. God the Father, Mary, and Jesus. When you look at Roman Catholic art and statues within their church building and within their church grounds, it is always Mary as the supreme being and baby Jesus. Jesus dead on a cross, weak, and Mary is there. What they say, the Our Lady of Fatima Catholic Publications, quote, says this. I'm not making this up. This is their doctrine. Mary is so perfectly united with the Holy Spirit that he acts only through his spouse. It's hard to read. All our life, every thought, word, and deed is in her hands, capital H for her. She herself, capital H, must instruct, guide, and transform each one of us into herself. This is a Catholic publication. So that not we, but she lives in us as Jesus lives in her and the Father in the Son. It's absolute, utter blasphemy, and it is a doctrine of devils. It's not a cult. It's a doctrine of devils. And people are wrapped up in all this kind of stuff and they can't see through the weeds. Now, we don't talk to people like this when we meet them on the street because we are evangelizing to the lost. This is Christians gathering together and we are going through God's word and trying to be taught the things of God so that we have a better understanding of what is going on. Do not run up to a Roman Catholic and say, you're part of a cult that's a doctrine of devils. You're going to hell. Not the way it went. You know how far that's going to get you? Not far. If I did that, anywhere, any, any, any of you were around, you'd pull me inside and say, Brother Jimmy, you're out of line. If I was out with you and I seen you do that, I'd pull you aside and say, Brother, sister, come on, come on. I hear what you're saying, but you need to quit. You need to get your heart right. There's a difference between teaching God's word and trying to get the saints edified. We're getting, we're rallying around the word of God, getting truth. And we're going to get out and fight the good fight. But we need to be able to discern and distinguish the audience who, to whom we are speaking to. Jeremiah 7, 18, you don't have to turn there, but it says the children gather wood and the fathers kindle the fire and the woman and the women need their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven. In the book of Jeremiah, it's listed five times. The queen of heaven, the queen of heaven, the queen of heaven. They're worshiping the queen of heaven. If you've not read Tale of Two Babylons, it's worth a good read. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm a former Roman Catholic saved out of that religion and a lot of good people. If you want to, if you want good people, they're good people. By man's standard, they are. By man's standard. But when I got saved, I forget how I heard about it. But I heard someone say, you got to get uh, two Babylons. I forget who told it to me. 
Well, you just couldn't go to Amazon 20 some years ago. So I found a used bookstore in North Jersey. I got up. The bookstore opened at 9 a.m. I got up at 6.30. And I drove two hours all the way up to North Jersey, all the way almost to New York. I remember sitting in a little diner that was on the on the strip there where the bookstore was because I got there 30 minutes early. Remember having a cup of coffee and some breakfast, looking at my watch, cell phone. Oh, nine o'clock. Now I'm going to go there. And they had the one copy there. You know, I'm concerned, you know, they're just going to sell out. You know, everybody's trying to get there. They're, everybody's looking online and they got the, you know, everyone wants that spot. They didn't. I was the only guy there. <laughs> I could have went two weeks later and it's still been there. But I got the book. Now, it's a dry read, but to me, it was a it was a very enlightening eye opener. And it talked about all these things. Now, what we saw getting back to the Bible here is in Ezekiel uh, chapter eight, we saw a woman weeping for Tammuz. Tam means to make perfect. Muz means fire. And you put that together to make perfect by fire you get wrapped up in that false religion it's not too far of a stretch to understand why god had to tell that nation do not do what those nations are doing don't do it because they were doing it deuteronomy chapter 12 as soon as i brought i was it i was in a, a men's men's group men's bible study group it was tuesday mornings at six o'clock and i just you know, because all the guys go there before they go to work. So it was an early morning. I'm all excited. I bought this book. I bring it in. Philip, did you, have you read this book? Have you read this book? Do you know what all this is? And they quickly told me, oh, look, look, you're a babe in Christ. Look, I know you're excited. Um, that, that's not why we do any of this stuff. <laughs> you know what I did? I went and put the book away on the shelf and to walk of shame and said, you know what? I guess I need to listen to those that've been around a lot longer than me, and that's what I did. I didn't know that not everybody knows this stuff or has read this stuff. I just knew that that's what I was told, and I didn't want to be rebellious, and I put the book away. And I'm telling you that to say that. You can learn from a lot of people. You can read from a lot of people. You can listen to a lot of preaching. But it's up to you to be able to read the Bible, believe what it says, and have your own relationship with the Lord. Because I can't give you that relationship with God. And you can't give me that relationship with God. All I can do as a preacher of the word is say, Here's what God has shown me. Here's what the Bible says. Here's the application. Here's the history. Now you've got to go before God. And you've got to work this out between you and God. This is why our church isn't going to be, well, you've got to do everything the preacher says. Because I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. And then let God tell you what to do. <laughs> I'm going to tell my kids what to do. We've got to raise our children. 
you know, wife might ask her husband, hey, what do you think I should do? And, you know, the husband's there to lead and guide. But, I mean, he can't be there like a hammer, just driving her like a nail into the ground into, into, into submission. It's not going to work. <laughs> you submit, bang, bang. <laughs> That's not the way this thing's set up. I tried that one thing go over too well. <laughs> All right, Deuteronomy 12. Deuteronomy 12, verse number 29. Deuteronomy 12, verse number 29. When the Lord thy God shall cut thee off the nations from before thee, whither thou goest to possess them, and thou succeedest them and dwellest in their land, take heed to thyself that thou be not snared by following them. After that they be destroyed from before thee, and that thou inquire not after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? Even so will I do likewise. Thou shalt not do so unto the Lord thy God, for every abomination to the Lord, which he hated, have they done unto their gods, little g. For even their sons and their daughters they have burnt in the fire to their gods. You read that and I read that and say, how in the world? That's without internet. That's without, that's without Al Gore living and creating the internet. That's without Zuckerberg. That's without Gates. That's without all the, all the, all the stuff that you've read and that I've read. It's without all of that. And they're doing vile, filthy, wicked things to their own children. And God gives a strong warning to his nation and his people. Don't you dare. And that's the only thing we can do. Son, daughter, please. God's a holy God. He's a righteous God. Please don't go down that road. Don't. It's going to hurt you. But God's a perfect gentleman. He's going to let you do what you want to do. There was one time he swallowed people up in the earth. And you can threaten your kids all you want. You can threaten church members all you want. You, you, if you don't do right, the earth's going to swallow you up. Well, okay. So they live right because they're scared to death. But there's warnings God gives. And there's expectations that God has in his Bible for his people. And he told that nation, they really didn't care. Because they did what they wanted to do. All of it was an abomination to God and all the wickedness we see especially surrounding this Halloween day is all wickedness it's all wickedness and an abomination to God first John 5 we're going to finish on a good note first John chapter number 5 first John chapter 5 this evening The Bible says in verse number one, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. You say, who should I witness to? Whosoever, whosoever believeth. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God. That we keep his commandments. He said it twice. And his commandments are not grievous. 
it shouldn't grieve you and I to want to obey what the Lord says. Are you saying I'm going to lose my salvation? No, you're saved. I'm saved. So tell me again why it's grievous. If a child truly loves their father, if father says jump, the child's willing to jump because their hearts are so connected that he knows the father has his best interest. And then the child jumps and looks back. Oh, I didn't see that there, dad. I'm glad I listened. And when God says, hey, don't do this. Well, why? I can do what I want to do. I'm saved by grace. I have liberty. Liberty mutual. And that's not the way it is. God doesn't want us to get hurt. Sin hurts us all the time. And if we would just obey and ask questions later. He says, come, let's reason together. But in the meantime, if you believe what I say and do what I say, then we can reason together afterwards. Okay? Commandment's not grievous. Nobody is forcing me to not celebrate Halloween. I just, I don't have any interest in it. We talked about this morning. We've got something better. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth, that Jesus is the Son of God. Here's the true Trinity, not these false pagan trinities. Here's the true Trinity. Verse 6, this is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that bear witness, because the Spirit is true. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the most powerful verse for the Trinity in the Bible, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. That means we have one God and three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Not this false pagan father-mother-son deal that the pagans have instituted that's based on worshiping the son that the son of God created. Okay, so they're worshiping the wrong son. Now here's some deep, deep theology. Go down to verse number 11. This is as deep as it's going to get. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life and this life is in his son is that hard to understand watch this all one syllable words that a child can understand he that hath the son hath life and he that hath not the son of God hath not life God's not trying to confuse anybody. Eternal life is simple. It's in the sun. Well, I'm just not sure if I, if I know that I could be saved. I'm just not sure anybody can really know. Verse 13, what does it say? These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, 
that ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Well, I just still don't know if anybody. Okay, read the verse again. Well, I don't know. I've just done some horrible things. Read the verse. Your rebellion against the word of God causes you. I don't mean you. I don't mean causes people to not want to trust God. They trust in their own little end. It just can't be true, God, because I'm so me. <laughs> Yet God told you, you can know for sure. And if somebody doubts their salvation, have you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? Whosoever believeth in the Son hath life. Believe it not. Have yeah, I have. Okay, then what's the problem? I know what the problem We doubt the word of God. But we don't need to. We don't need to. Verse number 19. And we know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. So surprise, it shouldn't surprise you and I that the world is doing what they're doing. And thank the Lord for everyone. Thank the Lord for you, for praying, for going out and evangelizing, knowing Oh, well, the whole world lies in wickedness. Thank you for that. Thank you. Verse number 20. And we know that the son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him. That is true. And we are in him. That is true. How much more security you want? Even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. I am in the truth. I serve the true God. So do you. I've got eternal life. If you're saved, so do you. Let's tell as many people as we can. And we'll finish with this. By the way, verse 21, God says, little children, keep yourself from idols. <laughs> All that Leviticus and Deuteronomy stuff. By the way, don't get involved with that stuff. Learn out the way that you don't get involved. Keep yourself from idols. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.